This conversation originally aired on Koinonia, which can be heard Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360 in Phoenix or online at faithtalk1360.com. As you know, I am a member of Thrivent Financial, and I was drawn to them initially because it just, there was something that was different. I didn't understand it, to be quite frank. They were a sponsor of an event for our sister station, 960 The Patriot, and I got a brochure, and I'm like, gosh, I'm, I can't be understanding this. So I told the account executive... Uh, that I wanted to have them on Koinonia because I wanted to find out what they meant by this generosity thing. And Peter came in. We talked about it. And it was one of those very, very formal type starting interviews. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't know where to go. Yeah, it was. It was very formal to the place where you, as I recall, and I've said this before, were super, super skeptical. Yeah, because I've been... I understand. Uh, you know, I've I, I been around... Uh, yeah, no apologies. The gold-selling... You know, there's just... I don't want to besmirch anybody, but, yeah, for you sure. know, I've just over the years... For sure. And I'm kind of like a pastor of a church that I feel responsible for my audience and what I... Well, we've done it to ourselves as the financial services industry. It's not your fault. And right. I had... Before our 13 minutes were over, I did get it. And I was astounded. Now, okay, so now I get it. And it still took three or four months before I understood why they were doing it, Mm -hmm. meaning thriving Mm -hmm. and saying things like live generously. Mm -hmm. That's just their heart as a company. And they draw people to the company that have that same like-mindedness. Right. And then once I learned the 100-plus-year history of where Thrivent really came from, right. it all started to gel and really makes it. And the more I dug, the more I liked. Well, and the and the great thing about that, Tom, is that you discovered that, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't tell you that. Right. And we didn't tell you that because... Here's the deal in our industry that when I say it, you doubt it. And when you say it, you own it. Mm-hmm. And you have to discover those things for yourself. It's like with anything else, you have to see whether what's in front of you is authentic or not. Right. And that's a self-discovery process. And now I have a T-shirt that says live generously. And I wear it. Mm-hmm. I, I love wearing it, as a matter yeah, of fact, because it's an awesome conversation. Yeah, I, I wore it on Friday morning. We were doing a habitat repair uh, right near Grand Canyon University. And our company does what they call Thrivent Repairs, and we'll we'll fix homes on the outside of the home for $2,500 to do some outside help on a home that needs some help and mm-hmm. uh, some folks that need some help that can't take care of it. And I, we all wore that shirt yeah, and um, got paint all over it, but yeah. it's okay. That's all right. Uh, it's, but that's what we're trying to do. That's a hands and feet, live right. generously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. And so with Thrivent and their understanding of what generosity from a financial uh, planner's standpoint. Boy, you guys have done a ton of research and seen that common sense isn't really going to explain true generosity. Yeah, why are people generous, Tom? I mean, is it a a heart thing? Is it an income thing? Is it a 
perspective thing? Is it a God thing? Why are people generous? And we've done some studies on this and some research and trying to figure out what motivates one to be generous. And typically it comes from people who have a heart for others, for sure. It is not necessarily an indication of one's income, meaning Mm. the more you make, the more you give. In fact, it's actually the opposite of that. Hmm. If it's a if it's a characteristic of income generosity, then you actually give less, less treasure, less time. Wow. But if it's a but if it's a characteristic, it's a if it's a function of financial security, and that that's not quantity, that's a quality. Financial right. security is a quality. Because remember the widow's might? Mm-hmm. She had financial security, right? I mean, seriously, she did. Yeah. She gave out of her poverty all yeah. she had because she was secure. And she knew so it's a where quality. her riches came from. Right. It's a, it's a quality, not yeah. a quantity. So we've discovered that, that um, generosity comes from a place within us that, where we feel secure. And we feel we have surplus because, not because of the amount we have, but mm-hmm. because our heart's been transformed. And yet we know, like you, Tom, you and I were talking offline here, you um, you are that road to Damascus experience, mm. right? Where right. your generosity just came to you. Yeah. And the downside was not very good with money. Right. You know, so my, I can be as generous as I want to be, but if I don't have anything to be generous with. Right. <laughs> but but you but you had a conversion experience. Sure, and it absolutely. Was, and it was road to Damascus, and yeah. it happened, and your heart was transformed. And that doesn't happen for the vast majority of people, Tom. Um, it, it's more like the the experience of the road to Emmaus in Scripture, mm. where Jesus says, "Hey, come, come and see. Let me show. Let, let me show. Come walk with me. Yeah, and let me show you the way." And that's what we've discovered in our research as well: is that people need to come and walk with us as financial advisors to come to a place of financial security in their life. And it it, it really is a it's, it's a quality right. because sometimes you look at what people have and they have lots of lots of money in IRA, lots of money in retirement income, and yet they don't feel secure. And you and, and they go, help me. And I go, well, wait, you have more than enough. And so it isn't a quantity, it's a hmm. quality. I wonder, too, if... Does that make sense? It absolutely makes yeah. sense. It, and, and it's one of those things where um, I, I want to live generously. I want to be able to uh, help. And it's not just your money too, right? I mean, there's a, there's another little it's, aspect. It's everything. It's time and treasure yeah. and talents and everything that God has given you. Yeah. It's not just about money. Money is, is a tool. It's and a I, tool. I, I'm, 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 I'm extrapolating it over into the workplace. Uh, are you always concerned, uh, con- concerned with who gets the credit for the work? Mm, interesting. Uh, you know, isn't that, isn't that a, 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 a form of generosity? It's a form of generosity, and it's a really great form of leadership. Yeah. When you can give credit away to others and not be the person to raise your hand and say, I did that. Yeah. That's good leadership. This and it's good. being generous in your spirit. It really is. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that you do with Thrive, tell, tell me about, uh, we have about five minutes here. The, you were articulating how we should approach our finances to be able to live generous, uh, generously. But 
95% of us don't do it that way. Right, 95% of us don't do it that way. This Look, here, here's how the vast majority of us look at our money when it comes into our bank account. We spend first, mm. 95% of us do. We spend first, and then we save. Mm. Okay, 95% of us spend first and then save. And only 5% of us save first and then spend. Um, that's a problem. And one of the other things, too, and I actually knew this in my head 25 years ago, but have now just started actually applying it thoroughly, and that is save to spend. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. model that was given me, you want to buy $10,000 worth of furniture, you go get it right now, take mm-hmm. it to your house, mm-hmm. and the interest on that free, quote unquote, free money that you got. Right. You know, you're going to pin what about eighteen thousand for that furniture by sure. the time it's all or done, probably, or whatever percentage increase, yeah. And or you save for a year, and you go buy. And while you're saving, you're earning interest, so that could say, let's say, seven thousand dollars. Sure. Yeah. The way I looked, the way I want to look at it, Tom, is this: is that when our income comes into our house, look at your income going into four buckets. Now, the first one being a donate bucket. Uh, where you decide where that goes, whether it's to um, the, the the church on your corner that you love um, or a 501c3 somewhere, mm-hmm. okay? 10% is the goal there. The second bucket is a save to save. That's a 401k, a, an IRA, something that you're going to save later at, for a later part of your life. That's 15% into that bucket. And then a save to spend, which is like you were talking about, uh, on a purchase, on a on a major purchase that's that's necessary for the house that you, if you didn't have that save to spend bucket, you would use what? Credit. A credit card. Um, so you, 15% is that bucket. And so the last bucket is spend. So 65% there. If we looked at our income that way, we'd be transformed. Sure. But we do it just the opposite. We right. spend first and then we save. And then we, oh, wait, I don't have anything left over to give because I spent it all. And I didn't save for myself. And I didn't save for a big purchase, and so I used credit. And now I'm paying double. Yeah, it's just the way we look at it. And, and I'm on the treadmill now, or I'm, I'm on you, the... You're in that consumer cycle. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, and no one teaches us that. No. We, we don't get taught that. We, some of us had good parent, parental models right. who actually were good models of spending money. And, and money was a tool. It wasn't a means to I'm definitely the spender in the family. Yeah. My wife is the saver, and I'm the spender. And yeah. I'm not any longer, right? Uh, even though I still have my moments. Yeah, I'm, I'm now the money manager in the family. I never, I never used to be. Um, prior to this profession, I was in a different profession, and I wasn't that. Um, and and now I am. Yeah. And now I'm frugal, and I don't like to spend at all. I like to, I like to make sure that it's it's given in the right places. If you are intrigued by what we've been talking about, and you want to find out more about Thrivent Financial, just like I did, the more I knew the more I wanted to know. And that is now I ha- I actually have a, a life insurance policy through Thrivent. I, we did a, a little evaluation. It was like, ooh, that's not good. So I took care of that. And it ended up being a lot less expensive good. than I good. thought it was going good. to be. You know, I just thought it was going to be a lot more. And Life insurance is one piece of a financial plan. It's yeah. a very important piece. It's the bottom piece. It's the bottom of the financial pyramid. You know, as we are building our financial house, the bottom piece is the most important, and that's making sure we cover all the risk. And then we start working on accumulation, 
then distribution, then finally, okay, once God calls you home, what do we do with all this? Mm-hmm. That's legacy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do I want to do? What do I, where do I make, want to make an impact? I don't want to give it all to my kids because they'll go out. You know, the, the rule of 18 is, the rule yeah. of 18 is that within, if I give all my kids my money upon my deceasing in 18 months, they'll, they'll be in a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rule of 18. <laughs> it's a financial principle, by the way. All right. Uh, as we wrap up here, tell us how, if somebody is interested in finding, I, because that's all I'm encouraging them to do. Just do a little research. Just look yeah, into Yeah, look it. at Thrivent.com, um, whythrivent.com, or call Tom. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, call the radio station. I absolutely will. Yeah. Tom at faithtalk1360.com. If you want to email me. There you go. And uh, as always, this is, I, I, I'm going to get the need to get the specific percentages on the buckets again. I, I want to. 10%, 15, 15, 55. All right. That adds up to 100, right? You know, actually, Peter, I talk about using God's math for giving. Uh, so many times I say, I gave this and somebody, it helped uh, somebody else do something and then it helped yet another person. That's a classic example right there. That yeah, tied plus five. There so it's 105 percent, not 100. That's what it is. Nice. For questions or comments, please email Tom at faithtalk1360.com. That's Tom at faithtalk1360.com.